Another episode of the Leadership Download. Um, I'm here with my good friend Travis Van Dusen and myself, uh, Cameron Singh. So today, what we're going to be talking about is um, problems in our work environment. Today, we have lots of problems, and a lot of people like to complain. Um, as leaders, we probably experience a lot of complaints where our team members will come up to us uh, about complaints. But um, the most important thing is the solution, of course. Um, Travis? Yeah, I think this is a, uh, a huge topic for us to discuss because uh, I think it, directs, it directly impacts both of us in our daily lives, I know for a fact. And uh, I know it affects many others. And uh, it's, it's a driving force for burnout for people who just can't seem to, you know, they can't seem to catch a break. They can't seem to get a groove with their team. And really the kind of the overarching, you know, statement we want to make today is that as a problem without a solution is a complaint, you know, and I love the whole, to go back to the story that John Maxwell tells about, you know, when he was in one of his first leadership positions and people began to bring him problems. Uh, one of the things he began to do it was when he was, when people brought him a problem, he told them that, you know, when you bring me a problem, that's not enough, you know, any 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 normal any average uh, employee can can find a problem, but it takes some someone who of higher stature to actually be able to, to produce a result. And he said, you know, when you come to me, bring you know, bring me the three, you know, bring me three um, ideas. One of them including you as a solution to the problems we have. See, I think oftentimes we lean so heavily on ourselves. And not on our teams that we we find ourselves guilty of trying to become basically solution givers to all problems, and that's not our jobs as leaders and managers. Yeah, that's so true. And often our day to day lives as leaders is it comes to okay, what's the next issue to resolve? And oftentimes our to do list is just issues that we're trying to resolve. I know I've experienced this many times. Um, being a leader is uh, your to-do list or meetings that you have is so focused on issues and problems. Um, but I also think that you know, as, as uh, leaders or as emerging leaders, we should be focused on um, appreciating the good stuff going on in our work environment and not so focused on the issues. Being so focused on the issues can really be become stressful and oftentimes that end up leading to, to burnout or we're so focused on you know, all the negativity that's going on. And um, when when we're looking at resolving problems and when people look at, um, when people bring up, bring up stuff to us, um, often is a complaint, right? But um, I think it, our responsibility as leaders is not to find the solution and have our team come up with those solutions. But I also think it's our responsibility to be proactive especially when you're in an environment of change, um, you know, looking, being proactive and looking for what issues may come up in the future. 
and and that comes with instilling change is being proactive for potential issues uh, before it comes becomes a complaint that's so that's so true Cameron you know one of the things I was thinking about when you were making those statements was you know as leaders our one of our major responsibilities is to uh, you know, be able to see the full picture, uh, you know, to have a broad view of what's going on in our on our team and in the organization as a whole to understand, you know, what direction we're supposed to be moving in um, to make sure that we are moving in the correct you know, direction. If we need to make adjustments to get us back on on track, all those things are happening. But if we get, you know, that tunnel vision of being focused in and locked on a couple of single, you know, singular problems as a leader, then we oftentimes will kind of forfeit our overall oversight just to, to zoom in on a few issues. Maybe they could be major, maybe they're minor, but at the end of the day, we lose perspective of what we're supposed to be doing and focus completely in on, just a few things that uh, that are coming up in our organizations, and that is ultimately not what we're looking for. Um, you know, I, I love that I've been kind of reading up on this lately, and and, and listening to a couple different uh, you know thought you know thought leaders on this. And uh, a man named Doctor uh, Dean Ratke came across uh, as someone I've been learning from lately. And you know, one of the things he always talks about is you know directives go down, you know plans come up. Uh, you know, questions go down, answers come up. When we set our teams up this way of understanding that we as the leader are here to set the direction, to give the directives, and our expectation is that our team members provide us with the plan, number one is they have ownership because they built the plan. It wasn't something given to them. But number two, it also empowers them. And I think many times as as leaders, we actually forget the fact that when we when we decide to make all the decisions for our team members, uh, this is actually at times a, almost a, a being disrespectful to the people that you're leading. You're you're simply saying, you know, you're not smart enough to figure this out yourself. You're not wise enough. You don't have experience enough. So therefore, you your your team members are losing confidence, and eventually, they are literally looking to you for everything that they're that they're uh for every decision that has to be made that's just not healthy yeah you, you hit you hit um a good point on empowerment and oftentimes um our team comes up with better solutions that that w- than we would since they're more closer to the issue or complaint or whatever hardship is going on amongst the team and uh empowerment is key uh for our team members to take ownership of the issues or problems going on in the workplace and them coming up with the solutions. Um, and so that, you know, as time goes on, instead of them coming up to the manager, leader, or supervisor about certain issues is when they find an issue or problem mm-hmm. in the future, they'll take care of it themselves. Um, and but you also as a leader have to give that room for failure mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes the solutions that they come up with are not so great when it comes to execution and you have to relieve that room for failure and uh, you as a leader have to be there as a coach 
to help your team, you know, coach them through uh, a proper solution that would uh, work in, in uh, reality. Yeah, I think this is that this is that opportunity that we often miss, right? Um, you know, one of our goals as a, as a leader is to replicate other leaders, and the best way to be able to replicate another leader is to teach people to think like you think. That's teach them to think as the organization thinks. Um, when someone brings to you uh, an idea, but that idea cannot be approved, you know, they, they come to you, they say, Hey, you know, Cameron, this is, this is what I want to do. I think this will work, but maybe it doesn't fit within the budgetary restraints. Maybe it doesn't uh, fit the, you know, the station or the, the team, or, or maybe it's just not a doable option at this moment, but they've brought this option forward. And you really have two choices here. You can either just tell them, no, no that's not going to work and move on. Or you could take this as an opportunity to sit down with that employee and explain, you know, I appreciate the fact that you are being proactive and trying to fix these problems that you're engaged in trying to um, help us figure out what to do next, but I can't approve it in this current state. And here's why here's, here's the reasons why we can't do it in this current in the current state it's in may, if we can make these adjustments or, you know, maybe, you know, if we can reduce the cost in this area, then this would be something that would be approvable in the future. And so not only is this taking work off your plate, but this is also an opportunity for you to be in a coaching role with your team members, empowering them. And even when they're getting it wrong, you're still able to make it a teachable moment for them to to get better. And that's ultimately what we want to do as as leaders. Yeah, you make a good point there, Travis. Uh, and I think the key really um, when it comes to coaching uh, our team members through, you know, coming up with solutions and things like that is transparency. Uh, if we're not transparency, if we're not transparent as leaders, telling them the real why, not just uh, a sugar-coated reason, um, our team members are truly not going to understand. They're not going to understand why we can't do something or why this this problem cannot be solved. It could be financial reasons. It could be safety reasons. It could be a number of reasons, but I think it's very important for us to be um, transparent so that our team members can learn why and start thinking a little bit kind of how we do as leaders. I mean, I, I 100% agree. I mean, there there is no room for a timid leader in today's society. I think we have too many of them already. Um, there's, there's too many people out there who are unwilling to address issues when they arise and they allow that to, to become, uh, they allow that to fester and to become a bigger problem until it's an uncontrollable problem. And then that, and then they, then they finally have to step in in that the ninth hour when things are, 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 are terrible and things have completely gone off the track. So being honest, being transparent, you know, it's going to be what earns you the respect of your people on your team. End of story. People will respect you even if they don't necessarily agree with what you're saying, right. if they know that you're always transparent. I, I think sometimes we we get concerned, especially in the environment we're in today, that, you know, we're going to hurt someone's feelings or 
we're going to um, that we're not going to be, you know, that we're not going to say something the right way or they're going to quit or they're going to leave. But we ca- we have to to operate from a perspective of no matter what the, c- the conditions, we're going to be transparent. You know, recently I, uh, I had an opportunity to promote a uh, someone to a supervisory role and, and locally where I'm, I'm currently working. And um, it was, there was a couple of people who applied internally and it got down to two individuals and I made my selection and I had a conversation with the person who did not get chosen. And that person was a, a little upset, um, you know, felt a little bit um, like they, it was unfair but instead of just telling them, you know, oh, it is what it is, we, you know, try try again next time. I sat down and I explained to him exactly the reasons why he was passed over. I explained to him that, you know, the person who was selected had three more years of experience than he did. I explained that, you know, the employee that got selected had, you know, um, two or three qualifications that the other guy did not have that made him more valuable in that position. Um when I explained it to him that way with full clarity, full transparency, the qu- the next question out of that person's mouth was not, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't anger. It was, okay, well, how do I go get the same certifications? How do I, what do I need to do to get that? So the next time around it comes, I know I'm a lock for the position, you know, and that's what transparency does for us. It It gives us the opportunity to, put all our cards on the table with our employees and, and puts us in a good position to be successful. So, you know, as we kind of wrap up this thing, uh, Cameron, you got any final thoughts? Uh, no, uh, yeah, actually there's one more thing um, that just popped up in my head is um, oftentimes, you know, when issues come up, um, there's also a blame game. We say, oh, corporate can't do it or the boss said no, so we can't do it. Uh, that's just kind of the easier way out instead of going through the hard way and being transparent or finding the info maybe you don't even know the 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 details either finding the details of why why this issue is present and existing and uh you know why can't we why can't it happen yeah i mean that's that's so true it's just taking responsibility and being willing to be transparent is so key so I mean, I think if we really lean into this, the, the the bottom the bottom line communication we're trying to make here is that you know we live in a world right now that feels overwhelmed. It feels like people are burning out all the time. People are wanting to leave their jobs. They're 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 not sure how much longer they can maintain the pace that they're currently going at. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of problems can be solved where with putting the responsibility back into back to who deserves, who needs that responsibility, who's supposed to have that responsibility and not leaning on ourselves. I mean, so we'll just wrap up with what we kind of brought in. We started with is, you know, a problem without a solution is a complaint. Start to set a culture for your team today that, that sets the expectation that, that not only do, you know, do I expect you to find problems, but I also expect you to bring solutions to the problems that we have on our team. I believe that that will set us apart and and build a healthier organization, not only for us, but for everybody else on the team. And I think that will make us successful. So 
But thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Leadership Download. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and uh, check us out on the next video. Take care.